Hey, I'm so happy you're back. I'm Meg, a human person. And I'm Sneak. I'm a caterpillar. And I'm getting a giant chicken for my birthday. Really? Your mom said it was okay? No, they didn't. Well, no. But I still have 47 days, 21 hours, and 38 minutes to convince them. I see. And 15 seconds, now 14, 13, 12. Okay. Well, while we wait, let's finish introductions. Bean, you're up. Okay. One sec. Let me just get my phone before Sneak stuffs it under his butt again. What? No butt phone time today? <gasps> Cactus knees. <laughs> um, Bean, here. I'll put it in a drawer for you. Holy cheese balls, thank you. No problem. Okay, ready? Yeah. Hey, I'm Bean. I'm a butterfly that is now phoneless. And this is... Story Pillar! I feel a story coming on Wonder where we'll end up today We'll blast around the world We'll sneak and be leading the way Go Story Pillar, we're in this together No stopping us full speed ahead Go Story Pillar, shake it up a little Make cloudy skies brighter with friends Hey again. Welcome to the third episode ever of Story Pillar, a podcast where we tackle sticky situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up advice from you, our listeners. Wait, why is it called that? Story Pillar? Oh, I know. Because I'm a caterpillar and my favorite thing is stories. Caterpillar, stories, story filler, get it? Well, yeah, I get that. But what about me? I'm a butterfly. <gasps> You're right. Hmm. What about story butter? <gasps> Ooh, can a fly a story? No. <gasps> or maybe butterpillar? Okay. Never mind, Sneak. <sighs> we'll keep thinking about it, Bean. Okay? In the meantime, let's say hey and find out how everyone's feeling this week. Listeners, how are you? feeling today. Hmm. Interesting. Is it? Well, I think so. I mean, we're all here listening to the same thing, and yet we're all feeling different things. I mean, I heard mellow, shy, sleepy. Oops. Sorry. Wait, what was that? <laughs> Sneak, why are you squeaking? <laughs> He's farting. <laughs> Sorry, I had broccoli for breakfast again. <laughs> it makes me gassy. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what caterpillar farts sound like? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Stop, Sneak. <laughs> Seriously, that's so embarrassing. Why? Everybody farts. Stop. I hate being embarrassed. My cheeks get hot and my stomach squeezes up like it's trying to 
eat itself, and sometimes my wings get red blotches on them. Me too, Bean. It's a pretty awful feeling, really. Speaking of which, I think we've found our sticky situation for this week. What do we do when we're feeling embarrassed? Eat more broccoli! That's one idea, Sneak. <laughs> okay, let's... Ooh, I know where this is going! Story time! Yep, let's check out a story for some ideas what to do, or actually, in this case, what not to do when we're embarrassed. This week, we're going to Yemen. Yemen? Yemen like lemon? <laughs> well, they do rhyme. Um, but Yemen is a country on the southern end of the Arabian Peninsula. In 2008, paleontologists found dinosaur footprints there, actually. And really, they're not very far from where our story takes place. Really? So our story is about a farting dinosaur? Like, roar, roar. I will get you with my deadly dinosaur gas. Um, no. Fish farts. But there will be farting, and it's still a pretty good story. Oh, one more thing. My friend, Vardit told me that in Yemen, some people say ahlan to say hello. That's Arabic. Want to try it? Ahlan. Yep. Listeners, your turn to try. Yeah, that was good. Okay, Sneak, still got your rocket? Absolutely. Found the keys. Okay, everybody in. Oops. Ew, Sneak, stop. This is a really small space, and it's starting to smell weird already. Okay, seatbelts. And countdown. Three, two, one. Hold on to your eyeballs! Carrots, cushions, and farts of shame. Adapted from the tales of the Arabian Nights. Long ago, in what is now Yemen, lived a man called Abu Hassan. He was a Bedouin, making his home in a village of massive tents, among a seemingly endless herd of goats from which he and his people made their living. They followed their herd's appetite, spending spring and summer in the warmth of the desert valley, fall and winter in the foothills of the mountains, and through it all were the bleats and bell clanging and plenty of the little brown pellets goats tended to leave behind. They were everywhere, the goats that is, especially one in particular, the very small one who was white all over except for one black, extremely floppy ear. She pushed her way into Abu Hassan's lap at meals, greedily pulling carrots off his plate. She wove between his feet when he walked, causing him to stumble. And she even crept onto his sleeping mat at night, where she curled up round as a little white cushion with a black button right in the middle. Cushion, said Abu Hassan, giving her back a fond pat. That's what I'll call you. And he reached for another carrot. One day, after many years of living among goats, Abu Hassan decided it was time for a change and that he would try his luck as a merchant. With Cushion's help, he gathered up the most enticing things he could pull from the depths of his tent. Beautiful woven rugs, an oil lamp that shone like gold, bracelets strung with tiny seashells, and, at Cushion's insistence, 
carrots. Lots and lots of carrots. The next day, Abu Hassan woke, loaded his grumpy camel to twice its own height, and crouched down next to his little goat, a carrot in his outstretched palm. Okay, little cushion, said Abu Hassan, giving her a pat and scratching between her horns. Here goes nothing. She merrily licked the inside of her own nose, nuzzled his pocket in search of another carrot, and the two set off toward the city perched at the very top of the rocky cliffs. After a long climb, and with the munched bits of many, many carrots trailing behind them, the pair at last stopped in front of the towering stone gates to catch their breath. As they entered the city, they were immediately swept up in a storm cloud of sights and sounds and smells. Warm spices, camel dung, bellowing merchants, shouting children. It all swirled around Abu Hassan, leaving him a bit dizzy, said Cushion happily, nostrils flaring and tiny tail twitching excitedly. Bleat indeed, murmured Abu Hassan. He pressed the handkerchief to his nose and pushed through the thrumming crowd toward the market. There, with little bleats of encouragement from Cushion, he set out the lamps and rugs and bushels and bushels and bushels of carrots. Together, they sat down to wait. Abu Hassan's fingers drummed nervously on the little goat's collar. And just as his stomach began to knot itself in worry, they had their first customer. Six of these. And then a second. One of those. And a third. No, I want that one. And a fourth. How and soon Abu Hassan one lost count in his rush to fill their demands. Up, would you these, give me these, please? Hey, over here. I need to hey, drop that. This continued first day after day and then year after year until Abu Hassan and Kushin found themselves to be very wealthy merchants indeed. Cushion had more carrots than a goat could ever possibly eat in one lifetime. And she and Abu Hassan lived together in a fine house filled with riches, most of which would eventually make their way to the market to be sold. One day at his stall, Abu Hassan straightened from lifting a particularly heavy crate and suddenly froze in place. Before him, he saw a woman in soft blue robes bending over to gently pat Cushion as the little goat happily crunched the carrots dangling from her basket. (laughs) How much for these? She asked Abu Hassan, eyes sparkling with laughter, and gestured to the half-eaten carrots. Well, I... that... that is... uh, Abu Hassan couldn't quite find the words. And that, as so often is in these stories, was that. After many months of selling goods in the marketplace side by side, and many, many carrots snuck to a very contented cushion. Kirin, the kind, lovely woman, and Abu Hassan decided to marry. Cushion, of course, approved and took credit for their union. To honor Kirin and the love he bore for her, Abu Hassan prepared a glorious banquet to which he invited everyone he knew. The merchants, the townsfolk, the Bedouins, and of course, upon Cushion's insistence, the goats. They all dressed in their finest robes and flashiest jewels and sat down to a feast that seemed to stretch to the city walls and back. 
There were five different colors of rice in gleaming silver bowls, a mountain of bread jutting up from the table, and a replica of the city itself made entirely of carrots. Everyone ate merrily and drank freely, and at least in Abu Hassan's case, perhaps they indulged a little too freely. For when at last he could not possibly eat or drink anything more, he sat back with a sigh. Oh, well, my love, he braced his hands, preparing to rise. Let us call it a night. But before his bottom had even lifted fully from his chair, Abu Hassan let fly a great and terrible and extremely noisy fart. And another. And still another. In fear for their lives, all the guests immediately ducked beneath their chairs amid a ripple of gasps and alarmed yelps. Confused, they shouted, Is that gunfire? Are we under attack? The guards! Call the guards! They will save us! Wait, what's that smell? All eyes turned to Abu Hassan, who, still half-risen from his chair, wore an expression of embarrassed horror. Well, well, I I didn't mean to. And face-turning crimson, he fled the feast, Cushion and Kiren close at his heels. What a fool I am, cried Abu Hassan, bursting into the darkness of the courtyard. Too much wine and way too much food. What was I thinking? Now they'll all laugh and point and make fart jokes behind my back. Fartastic wedding, wasn't it? Did you hear about Fart Bu Hassan, merchant of farts? That will be forty-four silver pieces, please, he wailed, pacing restlessly. How can I possibly face them in the market tomorrow and the day after and the day after that? I'll just die of shame. And he slumped down against a stone wall, hot tears snaking down his cheeks. But my love, soothed Kiren, sitting down next to him and placing a reassuring hand on his shoulder. What does it matter? She soothed. What happened? It was unfortunate, yes. But in time, it will surely fade from their memories. She leaned forward and dropped a kiss on the top of his head. Already, it has nearly faded from mine. She slipped her arm through his, and beside her, Cushion gave an encouraging bleat, (laughs) nuzzling Abu Hassan's knee until a big hand dropped on her head in a gentle pat. Besides, you have Cushion and me. Kiren nudged him and squeezed his hand reassuringly. And together, we will... Always love you and cherish you no matter what anyone thinks or says. You are a good, kind man with a big heart and lots of carrots. <laughs> she chuckled softly. <laughs> That's what matters most to us. Abu Hassan scratched cushion and gave Kiren a weak smile, considering her wise and loving words. He tried to let himself be comforted, to believe what she said about memory fading with time. But he just couldn't. I don't think they'll ever get past this, he replied sadly, gazing down at Cushion snoring quietly in his lap. And I don't think I will either. And so it was 
that at dawn the next day, as the first rays of light crept across the sky, three figures emerged from the massive gates of the still-sleeping city. A man with his head bowed low, a woman riding a camel laden heavy with bundles of all shapes and sizes, and a small goat skipping among the loose rocks and quietly munching an early morning carrot. Are you sure? Kiren called down from her perch atop the bulk of their possessions. Yes, I'm sure, answered Abu Hassan, glancing back at the stone walls. And with that, he turned toward the road that stretched before them. The shame of an overstuffed belly and three disastrous farts finally fading with every step. The End So, what did you think? Fartastic? Forty-four? <laughs> I need to write those down. Wait, that's it? That's the whole story? He farts three times and then runs away forever? <laughs> Fart ever? Get it? Because <laughs> he farted? <laughs> Oops. Yep, that's pretty much the whole story. Holy cheese balls! that seems a little... I don't know. Extreme? Uh, yeah, just a little, don't you think? I mean, what happens the next time he's a little gassy? He's gonna just pack everything up and move again? Uh, that was more than just a little gas bean. It was like, bam, bam, bam! Ah, take cover, everybody! Uh, well, still, I mean, feeling embarrassed is awful, don't get me wrong. But even when I do feel like disappearing, I don't actually run away. Well, that's good. But what do you do, Bean, when you're feeling embarrassed? Well, sometimes I... Well, I think of Sneak. You think of Sneak? You think of Sneak? I mean, me? You think of me? Well, yeah. I mean, you say a lot of ridiculous things. The ridiculouser, the better. Yeah, but... You're also one of the most positive people, or caterpillars or whatever, that I know. And so I think of what you might tell me to make me feel better. Oh, like, who cares if you fell out of your chair and landed on your butt? You're still fantastic. And it is a little funny if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, like that. And for some reason, it works. I usually feel better. Aw, beanie-weenie. You're making me blush. Ew, don't call me that. That's great, Bean. I'm glad that works. Okay, so it seems like we have one unstick trick or possible solution for this week's sticky situation. right When you're feeling embarrassed, picture someone you love giving you a pep talk. Yep. Now let's check in with our friend Polly and hear what she recommends. Hello, my name is Polly, and I'm 12 years old. Well, one thing, people fart. It's completely normal. Second thing, everyone gets embarrassed, but I just feel like most moments are, like, attached to, like, strong emotions of people, so I feel like after the real moment, no one really cares anymore. If I make it seem like a big deal, then other people will keep being mad, but if I just make it seem like just a little deal or, like, apologize and, like, oops, my bad, sorry... Other people will think of it as a little deal and not concentrate on it. 
you don't show it's a big deal, then the people around you won't think it's a big deal either. Hot sweet potato, that's a good idea. Yeah, it actually makes sense. If only Polly could tell that to Abu Hassan somehow, though. <gasps> she could call him on the fartaphone. <gasps> Get it? Telephone, but with farts. Holy cheese ball sneak. You're having too much fun this week. <laughs> Thank you, Polly. And listeners, if you have an unstick trick you use when you're feeling embarrassed, we'd love to hear about it. We'll tell your grown-ups how to get in touch at the end of the show. Okay, that's it. We finished our third episode ever of Story Pillar. Woohoo! Self high five. Blam. <sighs> Why don't you just do a real high five, like with another person? But I have so many hands. High five. Bye bye. High five. See, it's so fun. <laughs> okay, forget it. <sighs> Here's your phone back, Bean. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. We'll have a new episode ready every other Monday. If you had fun, please tell a friend, or many, and don't forget to have a grown-up subscribe, rate us, and leave a gold star review wherever you love listening. If you're looking for mini episodes, have a story suggestion, or want to share an unstick trick, send your grown-up to storypillar.com. That's S-T-O-R-Y-P-I-L-L-A-R. They can also find a link there to our Ko-fi page, as well as more information about how to support the show. As always, thanks to Andy Job and Susanna Bridges for their work on our theme song. And for more of their great kids' music, check out andyandsusanna.com or find them on Spotify and iTunes. And grown-ups, don't forget to check us out on Instagram. <sighs> Instagram. If you say so. <laughs> Our handle is at sign story pillar. You can also follow Mackenzie Allison, who does our awesome episode cover art at MK Allison Art. Okay, ready to say goodbye? Bye! I love you! Bye. Come back next time if you want to. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us. And remember, even if you have farts as loud as gunfire, there's no need to actually run away when you're embarrassed. Try not making it seem like a big deal or picture someone you love giving you a pep talk. Whatever you choose, you got this. And we'll be here cheering you on. <laughs>